You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Raise your hand if you're glad Thanksgiving is over. Okay, I can't see you, but I feel like my psychic abilities feel like everyone is happy that it happened, but we're happy that it's over. On to the next fucking holiday. It's about almost that time where we need to like gear up for a new year, which to me, it's a good thing. I mean, the last since COVID, it's like fuck that year on to the next. Upward, onward. We're not looking back. We can't look back. This is going to be a good episode today. It's going to be good because she feels chatty, okay? And usually those go over well when she's got a little spunk behind her voice. I did just smoke a joint, so I think the humor will be just right. And I have been voiceless, like legit laryngitis, okay? I There was a part of it that like stroked my podcaster ego. I'm like, wow. <sighs> been talking so much. She lost it. But no, it was hell. And my husband, it was the best four and a half days of his life, probably. So all in all, my week didn't go as planned, but she got some vocal rest. They still, my family members still yelled and screamed for me around the house as if I could yell and respond back. That was infuriating because I couldn't. Nothing, there was no option. It wasn't like it just hurt to try. It was like, there's nothing there. She's little mermaid. Ursula stole it, but I've gotten it back. I think from the rest, the fluids, the gargling of the hot salt water, which felt like heaven. You know, when that, when you look forward to that, you know, things aren't as good as they could be. If there's any new people around, which I fucking pray to God there is. Hi, I'm Jordan. I'm the host of the Horny Housewife podcast. Today, we will continue the conversation around the realities of sex and marriage. Specifically, I'm going to give you my take on gender roles, what I, I, I'm a person who appreciates like a man being a man, a woman letting a man be a man, a man being a man so he can save space for a woman to be a woman in, woman will, you know, mention, I'm going to have to, because of this topic, bring up masculine energy, feminine energy, which we all of us, boy, girl, man, woman, whatever, tap into both of those. It's good to have some balance, but let's talk about how that pertains to being in a relationship, being with someone for a long time, getting in like a certain pattern cycle. You feel me? So we're going to go there. But let's laugh and gigs and talk shit first. I do have some housekeeping really quick. Anyone who played on my Instagram, THH, trivia, and won prizes, your prizes went out today. You should receive a little picture of tracking from me today, okay? It was supposed to go out last week. Last week didn't go as planned. And so rest assured, I have not forgotten about you. Also, my patrons, technically my favorite audience members, the ones really, really showing up and supporting this week, there was no audio erotica upload. So on Wednesday, instead of receiving two stories for the week, you will get four. I promise what I promise and I will not let you down. I couldn't speak. So she's able to now. It'll be very sexy, smoky. I'll pick something fucking disgusting for you. Okay. I will make it up to you. If you like audio erotica, you're like, Ooh, that sounds interesting. I want to hear a dirty story before bed. The link is in my episode notes. So it's patreon.com forward slash the horny housewife podcast. FYI, if you are new here, there are, I think, what is this 107? No, 108, 108 episodes out. So the archive's open. Get to binging and make sure, pretty, pretty, pretty please, that you are subscribed. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leaving me a review helps oh so much. And on Spotify, you can leave a rating as well. If you're not subscribed, it's pretty fucking pointless. So click the little plus sign button. Girls gotta eat. 
Speaking of eating, because I was so sick for Thanksgiving, I was like kind of anorexic-ish, not on purpose, but I def like missed out on getting that uncomfortably full feeling, which there's pros and cons to that. But yeah, now that I have a dead mother, things holidays kind of fuck me up because I'm just like, they look nothing like I imagined they would. And that was dark. Let's let's turn right. Let's take a right turn. No, but really thinking about the holidays as a kid trips me out because I don't know about all of y'all, but I'm sure there's some out there. I grew up in like mega churches. They didn't all start as mega churches. One church specifically I went to started like in portable trailers, like trailers, and grew and grew and grew into mega church status. Okay. Like now that I'm an adult, I'm like, damn, that pastor had to have been banking. And I'm just, it, it's, it trips me out. It's a lot for me to digest, but there was one church I went in, I went to when I lived in Nashville, Tennessee, not as an adult, but as a sixth, seventh, eighth grader. Okay. Yeah. Sixth, seventh, eighth grader. I moved then half of eighth grade year, I moved back to Texas and then stayed there until I graduated. Yada, yada, yada. Okay. So I went to this church that they did a full on play. We want to call it a play, I guess. So theatrical traumatizing experience (laughs) of Jesus dying on the cross and rising again. So this was obviously Easter, not Christmas, dumb bitch. I think they did some away in the manger shit as well. All I know was because it was Nashville, all the people that sang up there were like also trying on trying out at American Idol. And it was like a pleasure to hear them. But I feel like it was very competitive. They were trying to out sing each other 100%. If you're not familiar with non-denominational megachurches, Praise and worship is like you know, a little concert, okay? It's like a little mini concert with everyone's hands in the air. Some people think they're speaking in tongues. I remember being like, I should just start making up words. Like, then I'll fit in. Like, it, religious trauma. If, I, if I'm offending anyone, this is not the topic of the hour. This is just me being a funny bitch. That's what I think. But those plays, when I saw, first of all, I want to know what tryouts looked like, okay? Like, who's going to play Jesus this year? And these people, I mean, they were going for an Oscar, okay? They were, I don't know if there was some contest of how many people get saved after wins something. I don't know. But it was emotion evoking, okay? I just remember being like, that looks like real blood. That doesn't look like ketchup. That looks like real fucking blood. But now I know it was, I'm sure, actor's blood. It wasn't fucking ketchup. I also want to know how they made it look like he was suspended on the cross. Like, it legit looked like the motherfucker was nailed. Like, 10 out of 10 for reenactment. They did the damn thing. How much did this cost? How much did this cost and did we pay for it? That's what I want to know. How many Sundays of tithing? Did this one cost? Just let me know. That's all I want to know. Should we move on to topics that are more on brand? Because new people, religious trauma is not one. (laughs) Just kidding. That wasn't traumatic for me. It was like, I thought it was like super dope when I was watching it. It was a little odd. There were some other questionable things. But no, the play, wonderful. Great. Maybe I was a little young. Maybe PG-13 should have been the rating. Anyways, let's get into the show. We've got some good listener questions. I know I say that every time, but these these ones are like, okay, okay. Number one, hey, I'm in a little dilemma. Let's see how little it is. I travel for work and I'm gone three and a half days out of the week. My wife doesn't ever, has never initiated any kind of sexual activity. When I'm away, I try to send her text, sext, to spice things up or get things going, but it never goes anywhere. Never even wants to talk about sex. I don't think she's cheating, but I don't know what to do. I will admit I did a little snooping in her old phone because she never deletes any kind of messages to see how she was in the past, and it was the complete opposite with just about every other guy she's been with. So I'm starting to think it's just me. She says she won't ever turn me down because it's something that keeps us close. 
which I agree with, but it's just not even fun anymore. Not sure how to approach it with her or even think what to think about it. Hoping you could give me some insight. Thanks. Love the podcast. Wow. Okay, well, I mean, she's not a complete idiot because she, you know, doesn't want to turn you down. She wants to be what you need. But this is a great example of like what going into autopilot, taking advantage of your situation. Yeah, we've I'm if you could see that I'm rubbing my fingers together, I'm like, mm, we get a deep dive this one. <laughs> I mean, like, duh, I can't sugarcoat it for you. Could she be cheating? Like, yeah, she totally could be cheating. Because I have to say that because I hate when people are like, no, of course not. No, she's not. No, no. <gasps> she was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she, she might be. She might be fucking your neighbor. She might be fucking your best friend. No, I don't want to make you paranoid at all. She's probably not, okay? I probably just totally got you all worked up. She's probably not, but I definitely would have a conversation explaining how the lack of conversation or basically your mind is left to wander and this is what you're wandering about and I know this requires you to get vulnerable and expose that something makes you feel insecure, which may be uncomfortable or really not something you enjoy doing. But if you really want to get to the bottom of it, if you really want to see, even if like she doesn't shoot you straight, just doing this and seeing her body language, how she looks at you, how she talks to you, where this leads, it'll be very telling. You mentioned you don't know how to approach it or even what to think about it. I mean, I would think about it as this seems to be an issue. I guess you're like, should I not be making it an issue? Hmm. I mean, it's something you want. It's something you desire. And it's not to say like, I want my way. Like this has to be happening or I want a wife that is a sexter and likes doing this shit. So she needs to get with the program. Like that's not realistic thinking, but trying to understand her on a deeper level. Like why is the interest not there? I, I wouldn't... I. If you want some mildly toxic advice, bum, bum, bum. It's been a while, you know, since I've, maybe it's not been a while, but in my head, it's been a while since I read a question and I was like, I'm going to have to give him some mildly toxic if he wants to do childish, immature things such as play a game. But, but big old butts, I know games, you know, play stupid games win stupid prizes. I do like that saying because it is true. So my only reason of mentioning is that this is probably something I would do to maybe just see or narrow out some thought, narrow down maybe. I just want to see how she reacts. Okay. That's me being honest. I would the next time she comes on to you or initiates sex or asks if you need anything. You kind of made it sound like she's there to relieve a need that you don't come to her with a need. And I guess my question to you is maybe you already know this answer. Is she phased by that? Like, is there, do y'all have a very routine? Like you go to her once, twice, three times a week, once every two weeks. I don't know. Do you come to her and then, you know, she doesn't deny you but she expects that. Is there a routine? If there is, I'd mix it up. Wait, Jordan, I thought you said never weaponize sex. Don't withhold intimacy. I, I get it. I, I, I don't think you should. I think that's wrong. It's bad. Bad, Jordan. Bad. And Jordy is basically calling this an experiment, a, a toxic experiment, if you will. I promise I'm going to give healthy advice very, very soon, Okay. But I would be curious if y'all were my little rats in a lab. I'd be curious to see if she brought it up. That would bring me relief. And all of those things are manipulative and not helpful. So do with that what she will. What would be helpful is doing what I stated earlier and talking to her using I statements, not a bunch of you statements. Why? So she doesn't get on the defense and shut you down down. 
maybe this is a conversation to have the next time you have sex after bring up like, ah, I want more of that. I want more intimacy with you. I don't want, need to just masturbate with you. It kind of feels like we're just masturbating with one another and that's fun sometimes, but when that's an every time thing and your question, you said, it's just not that fun anymore. And I think so, 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 so many people can relate and feel you and relate to you and understand what it feels like to get to a place when things are, the routine is so predictable. You know how it's going to go. You know this person like the back of your hand and you know all the ways it can go and you're just like, God, just I wish they would just fucking shock me for once, surprise me, mix it up, do something different. I'm bored. And heck, that's what listening to this podcast is for. You need inspiration sometimes, individually or as a couple, to gain a new perspective, put yourself in different scenarios, situations, have different conversations, be intentional about forging new paths. Ooh, she's on a little soapbox now. It takes work. And here is where I am trying to normalize every single Monday. I'm trying to normalize that good relationships take effort and work because they do, because they fucking do. And when you're with someone for a really long time, imagine how easy it is to get almost, you know, you're conditioned in this one setting to, to think about something in a delusional way. You may think that everyone else out there would agree with your opinion and see it how you see it. And you're consuming all this content because there's for you pages and algorithms that affirm what you believe and what you agree with. And it builds on that and that gains momentum. And why can't your partner see it like that? Or why don't they want what you want? And you are believing a BS lie that you just happen to be in the oh-so-wrong relationship. And you might be. There are people out there that probably would do better walking or that are just fucking miserable and not even, they don't. They hate each other, okay? There's obviously exceptions. I'm not someone who's like, stay together no matter fucking what. No, but I do think that there are a lot of people who give up and believe lies and then they go out and they're not happier and they regret not appreciating the person or having a different point of view. I mean, the power of perspective, holy shit balls. There needs to be a whole episode on that because I could go and go and go. And I promise you by the end of it, you'd be like, holy, you'd be on fire. You'd be lit the fuck up because you could do that to your brain. You can condition yourself. I'm not saying being in a bad situation, conditioning yourself to believe otherwise and settling. N-O. Like if you're in some abusive situation, like N-O, that's toxic. That's bad. Toxic positivity, that kind of shit. But have you made sure you're looking at the whole picture? Are you in a coming from a place of gratitude or are you coming from a place of lack? Because whichever one you're in is going to get bigger. Like which wolf are you feeding? And I bring this up because question asker, you know, if you harp on this topic, when you focus on these things of what you're not getting in it, it can just feel icky and feel shitty. Do I think you should have the conversation and bring up these thoughts you're having a million quadrillion percent? Maybe it'll inspire her to give it a go with a flirty conversation. Maybe she just thinks it's silly. Maybe it's not something that arouses her right? Because come on, ladies, we know how sexting can be and we can giggle and have girl talk about that. Guys, if you just want to know, I'm sure I've said it in an episode before, we're not always doing what we're saying, but y'all can believe whatever you want. Just read the text, be present, be present. But ladies, if your guy enjoys that, you know, it's fun, like good for you. Get it, girl. Be that bad bitch. Have fun. There are some girls who are FaceTime sex. You're not faking that shit. You're doing it. Yes, is she probably putting on a little bit of a performance? Appreciate it, okay? Appreciate it. And to any women listening and you're like, oh, like I kind of relate, like my husband's asked me to do that. Not really my thing. I kind of blow him off. Be his fucking girlfriend, okay? Because you don't want him to go get a girlfriend. And before you're like, 
well, he is not a piece of shit and he's not going to go and replace me just because I don't like doing something. I hope that because that is a piece of shit move. But hate to break it to you, we live in a fucking fucked up world where instant gratification always just seems to be at the fingertips. And it doesn't hurt to throw a little fertilizer on your situation because I guarantee you Todd doesn't want to hear you bitch about your day or your coworker about certain things. He probably doesn't give two fucks, but he listens and he acts like he cares when maybe he only does 60% and comes and rubs your shoulders and bees a sweetie because that's what a good man does. And heck, maybe he's super, super, super interested in how your day went. And that, that could be too. I'm not discounting them. I'm just saying sometimes we have to do things we don't feel like doing. And it's so scary to say that sometimes because people could be like, wow, then that is not standing up for yourself. That's not having a backbone and having boundaries. Eh, I'm not saying it like it. We don't have to make it so extreme. This isn't like I'm saying you need to spread your legs and be an orifice for him and let your husband have his way with you. I mean, we can say that in a kinky, hot way, but I'm saying in a dark ass way. I'm not saying be your husband's property, but just like I tell the men, don't stop dating her. Don't stop dating him. Don't stop. More on this and our topic of the hour. We got to get to question number two. I can't be doing this to every fucking question. Question number two. This one's a doozy. Okay, pay attention. I have the fantasy of visiting an Asian massage parlor and receiving a massage with a happy ending. For me, it's got a taboo level of 15 out of 10 and it's questionable legality. I've read story after story from the respective subreddit and started contemplating my fantasy as a possibility. I began to learn the lingo and culture of the subreddit and discovered how to identify a parlor that had a high chance of providing happy ending services. I've now discovered a number of parlors around my area and I'm going a bit crazy thinking about the possibility of fulfilling such a taboo fantasy. I've gone so far as to scope out the closest one to me and drive by the parking lot. It's a very discreet location. Money isn't an issue and in a few weeks... My partner will be going out of town. I've always wanted to be the good man that never cheats. My partner told me a story in the past about an ex that got upset with her because once while getting a bikini wax, she was so sensitive and stimulated and aroused that she actually had an orgasm. The ex insisted that it was cheating, while for my partner, it was nothing but a natural bodily reaction with zero romantic or emotional intimacy. Even though it wasn't very pleasurable, it wasn't cheating. I'm trying to rationalize my fantasy as being similar to her situation. It's not cheating if you orgasm during a paid massage or during a paid wax. What are your thoughts on happy endings? When is an orgasm not cheating? Ooh, interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so again, no kink shaming over here. First, let's like define cheating. I think we can all agree, or for most of us would all agree, and I'm talking monogamous, monogamish, poly, open swingers, all of you, okay, is that cheating is defined when you are hiding, being dishonest, two-faced, betrayal, like there is a secret. You are doing something that you know the other person has a boundary around in regards to something you have to keep a secret because it would fuck shit up. That is cheating. So some couples have different boundaries, different rules, different expectations. And if you're married, I'm sure you fucking have been let in on how the other person feels about X, Y, and Z. Now that's not to say that in year two, these were the boundaries And then now, seven years later, we've evolved, grown, had these discussions, these interests, these thoughts, and we've, you know, played out, processed, accepted, and now these are the boundaries, and they've evolved, grown, expanded, whatever, whatever. As long as two people are on the same page, there's open communication, and you're not being a fucking liar, living a double life, you know, that's when things get... Messy people get hurt. Some people have the belief 
the incorrect belief that, oh, if they're swingers or if they're in an open relationship, like you can't get cheated on. That is not true. There have been people that are like, yeah, they did that because they we had this rule and the rule was broken or the line was crossed or something evolved into something else and then shit happens. So when I read this question, the first thing I thought was because your wife shared her bikini wax story, I was like, oh, what a perfect time that would have been to share like, oh, like speaking of bikini wax, like I always have this, like I kind of think a happy ending thing is hot. Have you ever had a happy ending? And just kind of see how she reacts to you sharing something that you think is hot, that I know her physical stimulation is what caused her to climax or be aroused, but ain't no shame up in the game. I partially am like, where did that come from? What conversation led to her sharing that? Was she gauging something? I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. And I'm sure there will be a group that disagrees with me and thinks like it's totally okay to get a happy ending, no big deal. I think that if it's something that if she found out, she'd be like so crushed. I don't know if a part of your fantasy is the her not knowing, but I mean, you testing the waters to see if that is something is acceptable to her, then there's no more having to justify and you get all the pros out of your fantasy and the fun, you get to enjoy it and you don't have to leave with any of the negative baggage, the consequence of, oh my God, like what if, dude, like you never fucking know. And maybe that's the thrill for you. I don't know. Not what if something goes wrong in the salon. I'm just like, what if she fucking found out and maybe she never ever would. I'm going to leave it in your court. I know lots of guys say, well, I wouldn't mind if she did it, but I'm just, I'm a karma girl. I think you reap what you sow. And if you do someone dirty I do think it comes back to you. I do think that shit keeps people up at night. And if it doesn't, it will at some point. That's just me. That's just my personal belief. Your wife might be the type to have heard this. I've been like, I wouldn't give a fuck. So I don't know. I think it's worth dangling out there. And then, heck, this could be some awesome little fantasy. Be safe, be hygienic, and read the Yelp reviews. I don't know. If things went totally in your favor, this could turn into like a role play event of sorts. Maybe she's, maybe that turns her on and she's booking them for you. Maybe you go together and you both get one. See, level it up. Question number three, our last question, a man actually asked on Instagram, but I saw it again in the anonymous submissions about why would a woman want to fake an orgasm? I think we know, I think we know the answer. The women for sure fucking know, but I thought it was worth bringing up as a reminder to the women of what, what we're accomplishing by doing this, bring, you know, just getting it out on the table And then for the men to have a little more understanding of where that comes from and then how they can create an atmosphere that breeds a really open dialogue where she feels comfortable to be like, hey, it didn't really happen for me this time and that's not your fault or it's totally your fault. Ouch, it can hurt, it can hurt, but then guess what? Then it prevents that from becoming the thing. And then also... And I'm talking to a bunch of married people. Guess what? Seasonal depression. What's up? It's here. Sometimes shit happens to people, or their bodies, their minds, whatever the fuck it is. And things are just a little off. They're not the same. Her hormones are fucked to fucked. She's sad for some fucking reason. She's stressed for some fucking reason. I don't know. Just bear with us. Bear with us. Don't make this about you. And then sometimes, sometimes we fake it because there's shame around it. Yeah, that's the first one I throw out. But truly, like, it could be a total her thing. And then she feels like a failure because she wants you to know how good this fucking feels and she's loving it. But she can't give you this end climax. And it's like, she doesn't want this to be a womp, womp, womp experience for you. She wants to congratulate you. 
And that woman, I'm never going to give her a hard time. I'm, she gets a pass for this whole conversation. To her, to her listening, I aid you to be present, to express what feels good and have him, you know, be focused on that. Speak up, use your voice, say what you need. I'm sure he's eager to please and you'll get it back. This too shall pass, but be intentional about it, baby. If that means some solo time to get it back, get it back. Shit, slide in my DMs. We can have girl talk at underscore the horny housewife podcast. Okay, so to everyone else, guys, why do girls fake it sometimes? Sometimes they fake it because they're just fucking lazy. Sometimes they fake it because they don't want to hurt your feelings, you know, the ego, the pride. They're like, oh, shit, I do not want to bruise his ego. I don't want him to, f- I don't want him to keep going. I just want to wrap this up. What he's doing ain't working, and I don't know what to tell you. Well, ladies, I've told you before. I'll say it again. I'm, I didn't make up this answer. I don't know who did, but it's just the fucking truth. When you fake it, you are affirming what does not work. So you're missing out. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping your sex life. You're not helping him. So the only guy I'd fake it is if you're like, you know what? I hate his guts. I hope he continues servings, servings, serving weak dick game. So I'm just going to pretend like that was awesome. We're not in that stage of life. We're married. Okay. We, we deserve an orgasm. They need an orgasm. We need orgasms. And I know we get married and we're like, well, you know, I married someone who I like the way they fuck me. But then sometimes people are married for a long time and things change or people start stop putting as much effort in. And that's where I come in to inspire you, to hype you back up, to get on your game, be serving her that D, ladies be popping that P, etc. So my message mainly goes out to if there's anyone consistently faking orgasms. This has got to stop. It has to end. If you're moaning 24-7, like he has no idea, it's just all one good collective moan. If that's real, if that's genuine, if what's going down is clearly causing this reaction, ain't no doubt about it. And praise be hallelujah. But if you're just like trying to replicate some bad porn you watched and you think making that noise over and over at different frequencies is doing something for him, unless you go to his porn search and he's looking up loud bitches or like that's what you see he's listening to, I don't think that's going to do it for him. And you're actually only doing a disservice to yourself because he may think that like everything he's, he's doing is bomb.com now and we're not you're not teaching you're not letting him know like this works silence doesn't mean it's not great guys so don't get all in your head like don't fuck yourselves girls if you are the silent type stop stop being like that you gotta have a like some vocal reaction that's gonna get boring he's gonna get in his head now it's like You're kind of taking away from being able to be present, not trying to blame you, but just complete 100% silence. Mm, That's not it. I mean, if you have to be because you're being sneaky, like that's different. Okay. Totally different vibe. But if you're just dead fish in it, nobody likes that shit. No one. No starfish in. No. And I know I've been ragging on the women. And so men, I got to tell you too, if you're really being douche fucking-tastic about it, okay? If you're being a little too arrogant, if you haven't paused to think that, hey, maybe the same move doesn't work like universally. You know, we all have different vaginas. I know a vagina is a vagina, a clit is a clit, but how they're made, maybe some are hooded. There's a hooded clitoris. We all have different anatomies. You've got to learn hers. If you haven't taken up a learning, you're fucking late to the game, get on it. I know asking can be scary. Like, did you get off? I know that can be like 
Sometimes the answer can be, duh, no, duh, I didn't. It can be a weird moment, but there's no shame in it. This is the girl you married. This isn't like your new girlfriend. This is your fucking wife. If you're not in tune with that, figure out how to get in tune, how to get in sync. And it's okay to ask because sometimes they don't understand our bodies. So cut them some slack, ladies. And instead of scoffing at them, just fucking communicate, teach him, enlighten him. If you're an every time squirter, then they can assume that you just felt like a rock star every time, which I know orgasms vary, right? And how intense they feel. Sometimes it can be home run out of the park. Sometimes it can be a little shorter. You wished it lasts a little longer or like killer buildup, mediocre explosion. They vary, and I'm sure the men can relate to what I'm saying. You don't hear about guys faking it as often, but I do know that like it's been done. Like it's a, it's not. I'm not saying it's a thing that they're all doing. Where women, much more common that that you hear of them faking it, and I would probably say fifty fifty. Like and having to do with the guy isn't just getting her where she needs to be gotten doing what works for her, and then it being a total her issue. Some girls don't even know how to get themselves off. They haven't discovered that themselves. And once they figured that out, that's when you hold the key to showing everyone else how the key works, how to have a makeshift key. Mold that dick, finger, plug, whatever the fuck into the key. And hopefully, hopefully your partner finds ways to get you off that you didn't even know existed. That's what my hopes are for you, that they blow your big or small mind. And you got to be honest. You got to be honest with what works, what you like, what you don't like, what you want more of, what you want less of. Sometimes it'll surprise you. That's why I'm saying being willing never hurts. Don't knock it till you try it. And don't fake it because it's a lose-lose. That's just a lose-lose. <laughs> Okay, I want to talk sexy videos, sex tape, solo for the ladies, I got a good gift idea, and then together, we'll talk about both really quick, a little homework if you want it to be. As far as a gift goes, I've brought up in prior episodes, like making a bourgeois book, a naughty book. There's so many websites, different shit you can go to, resources of how you could put one together. There's like super user-friendly ones. No, this is not an ad, but a free way you could just make, make a little video, make a slutty, sexy video. This doesn't have to be a gift. This could be something you do tomorrow, today, right now after this episode, or this could be a special occasion thing. Maybe not everyone's down. I think there's probably a lot of the bitches are down just because y'all are my people. So I wanted to give a little inspo and some tips, some tricks. You could go about this so many different ways for solo. First of all, guys, we don't want any solo videos from you. Just be the receiver and shut the fuck up. For the ladies, you have multiple ways you can go about this. If you're using your phone, you could use your laptop, whatever. I say just get your fucking iPhone out. If you have a little phone stand, a ring light, you can, a window, you can prop it in, whatever. One trick I like to tell girls is, is put it on video mode naked. And if you want pictures, just specific pictures, you can make the video and get in positions where you're feeling sexy, hot, like you're watching yourself. So you can like a mirror, use it as a mirror. And then when you like that look, pose, whatever, be natural, chill there for a sec. Then when you're done doing all your quote unquote poses, you go back and watch our video and you screenshot where you like, where it looks good. Because sometimes we'll go put the self timer on. You're trying to get in this like pose to look hot. You blink. It takes the picture at the wrong moment. You're like doing this 100 million fucking times. So total time saver. And then you really can like master your pose, your look, all of it, the eye contact, and you know you're going to get to grab the image. So once you try it, you're going to go, oh, dude, that really fucking helped. 
say you're like, I fucking hated that. I don't want pictures. I want like video footage and just, you know, you could go the route of setting it up and then kind of do what you see cam girls do or what, you know, those ads that pop up and you see the girl playing with herself, rubbing her breast, her areola, being sensual, taking her time, spreading her legs, spreading her pussy lips, stuff that you think you're like, ew, it's like an anatomy. I feel like I'm at the doctor. The guys love it, okay? They literally want to see inside to the left, to the right, all around, in and around, swirl, zoom in, zoom out. They don't fucking care. They like it. Shit you might think is gross or weird or too much, they're like, please, I'm completely desensitized. Just kidding. But really, go for it. You do not need to be worried. It's all in your head. It's all in your head. And don't forget, this podcast, we shoot it straight. We don't sugarcoat it. I'm going to be your big sister. If there's something you're self-conscious about, okay, I have a friend who's like, you know, I really don't like my butthole very much. I feel self-conscious and he loves my butthole. You can either embrace that and say, you know what? He loves it. But if you can't, you just cringe, cringe. You're like, how can I make it feel like cuter? And I feel like I'll spread my legs and he can see in my pussy and I don't feel like I'm just opening my butthole to him. You could get a cute, small, so it's not uncomfortable if that's your thing jeweled butt plug. Now you've added some sparkle and razzle dazzle back there. Your butthole is now cute and blinged out. And he's like, something's in her butthole. I'm immediately hard. And I see her pussy spread. You took a brave step. Now you look like a badass kinky bitch who loves her butthole. If you want to play aloof and keep no face in, you can hold the phone and slow pan over the body. Get close follow one hand down. Like it's like we got a POV camera here. Okay. Like live giving birth, just getting like POV porn and chef's kiss. He'll melt. He'll love it. He'll dig it. He'll be obsessed with you. I promise. You can show as little, as much as you want. And I mean, I think you should be naked and then you can gauge from there. Like what part of your skin you want to show, but just the tease of him knowing you have no clothes on, it's going to do something for him. You're giving him a visual. Men are visual creatures. It's almost Christmas. Do you want a bag? Do you want a bag? Do you want a bag? The husbands out there are like, don't say that. Don't fucking tell her that. Anyways, say you want to make one together. Say you're like, we... We want to do a video together. How should we go about that? Because you know what the lighting, just like the overhead light, not the best lighting, not very flattering. You can go about it with old school. You got a fucking camera set up, your phone. You could be holding your phone, do some POV. I get, I say get both people involved. She, he, especially if you're both like, let's make a fucking video. You both got one on your phone. You can send it to each other later from your point of view and then masturbate to it together, have bone sex, watching it. I don't fucking know. Great for traveling. Great for traveling spouses. To me, I think 2022, it's hot. You got your phone in your hand. He can be behind you, hitting it from the back, get a great angle, delicious. Watch that later. Beautiful memories. You, girlfriend, could set the phone up underneath you with the titties bouncing together or where he's entering you in. However, something for you to enjoy later. That is all it is. It could be a kink. It could be just something new you want to try. But the watching it together after like, is the best part. I know it can be nerve-wracking. But girls, if just remember if you had that much fun during it and it was that pleasurable and felt that good, it's probably going to look damn good. And for couples wanting to make videos together, that's where I think you hop on the internet together. You do a little research. There's plenty of porn star articles I read where girls are giving advice of this is what I would do, how to act natural, don't be posy, talk about what you want to do on and off camera. This can be a little sexperiment for you, if you will. I'm positively certain all the guys are crossing their fingers and praying to God that all the ladies listening are going to jot on their to-do list to send their husband a disgusting video that they can come on their phones to. If you've gotten an autopilot recently, if things have just gotten so predictable, it's a great way to throw a wrench in it. Great way. 
make him be like, was that for me? Or was that, did you mean to send that to me? Courtesy of the horny housewife. Leave me five stars. Make sure you're subscribed. And ladies, side tip, if this is something you never do, you've never done that, and you were like, he would love that in your game to do it, I just got you out of Christmas. You probably don't have to buy any presents now. You can do that, and he will be silent. Probably get you something extra. So you'll probably get a New Year's gift, too. You're welcome. Don't say I never did anything for you. Okay, lovers, we got a segue. We got a transition We are running out of time, and I want to talk about gender rules. Gender rules. What did that sounded like? I said jelly rules. It sounded weird. Gender rules. I know. Do I have to be politically correct? Because I'm probably not gonna be. It's tricky. It's tricky in this day and age because it's like this battle. Like there's modern feminism. I'm not even gonna like get into it all, but I feel like. Society does seem to tell women now, you know, we can have it all. And I love the whole like women empowerment and going and chasing after your dreams and having the life that you want and living life by your design. Yes, 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 yes. And we've been telling men since the beginning of forever, like chase your dreams, grow in your career. Like, but we see what sacrifices are made when we do certain things, like let's just be logical. When a man is prioritizing his career and pr- providing security and financial freedom for his family, say those are his goals, there will be a sacrifice. It will be his time, right? Time is money. And then who's going to be there taking care of the family unit at home, raising those kids up according to their values. Not everyone has the luxury of like, oh, well, then we'll get like-minded nannies so that she can chase after her dream and pursue her goals. Not everyone has all these privileges of just getting to handpick how they want to do everything so it's just exactly how they want it to be and the kids grow up how they need to be. With pursuing X, Y, and Z, you have to sacrifice X, Y, and Z. And I think we're all looking for, you know, balance and a happy medium and being able to juggle it all. And at certain times, well, some things be neglected more than others. And we're all just trying to do the very fucking best we can. The point in me saying this was I do feel like modern feminism has taken a like a hit at the family unit in a way of pushing a narrative of a like a little bit of fuck men like we hate men let's punish the men they're all bad you know because they're not all bad and I promise you what you believe exists like if you believe that most men are shit then most of the men you're going to come in contact with are going to be shit just like if you believe all women are scandalous then, you know, that's going to be your POV and it's going to keep you from the love, the relationship you're looking for, the woman you really want because you have this preconceived notion. So that shit can always blur us, get in the way and keep us limited. That's why this conversation is hard because I never want to put people in a box, but I wanted to have the conversation to just appreciate and affirm and acknowledge that I do believe that women are so, so special as women and men are so, so special as men. A manly man, a man is a sexy thing. And manly to me is someone who is confident in themselves, who knows what they want out of life, who pursues what they want, who learns about what they want, who learns about themselves, who isn't afraid to take accountability, who risks and intentionally chooses to get vulnerable to have more out of life, who is intentional about his relationships, that thinks providing is sexy and his role. And that, I mean, I could get attacked for just saying that. But to me, that's my POV. That is what I define manly. I think women innately, instinctually desire to feel safe and provided for and care for. And we, 
I think are innately and instinctively nurturers. And we can go on and on and argue about the social construct of gender norms and gender roles and how, you know, we've been taught that this is how it is and that doesn't have to exist anymore. But I'm going to pause and appreciate in my experience and what I have seen to hold true and to work, I guess, or a situation or arrangement or relationship that thrives is when you honor the masculine and the feminine. And essentially, when a woman who is has to be basically parent her spouse and she's in the like keeping his shit together, doing every single fucking thing for him and the kids, she gets in her masculine and it's no longer sexy. It's not, it's not sexy to him anymore. It's not sexy to her. She doesn't want to fuck him. He doesn't want to fuck her. She doesn't get to be in her feminine. He's not getting to be in his masculine. Sometimes these are by choice. Sometimes this is how it's slipped into. There are patterns. Sometimes this is a person who the guy isn't fucking growing up and it's time to have a conversation. Or sometimes it's woman, a woman who assumes this role and steps into it, gets into control freak mode and like sucks the energy out of it. That's not going to lead to a good sex life, and that's not going to lead you to respecting your husband. You're going to find over time that you're losing respect for him because you have put him in the feminine mode over there. And I know you're like, wait, I put him there. He put himself there. It takes two to be aware. you got to be like, see what's going on at home. What's the dynamic here? You're not always supposed to be 24-7 in one mode. Like there are times when you can switch over, when you're getting vulnerable, you can honor and appreciate the divine feminine. I know maybe I'm being woo-woo for some, but it's relevant in your relationship and it is the key. I know some men reach out, they're like, how do I get my wife to stop treating me like being like the mommy and the control freak? How can I get her to chill out and soften up? That's when you're going to take on that role, having a conversation, leading the conversation because the masculine leads. And when you step up, men, and you take that leadership, you say what you're going to be intentional about, aka you go out and you plan the date night. You plan an erotic date night. You show that you're prioritizing her pleasure or the relationship or what she's wanting and needing out of it. You say you appreciate gender roles. This is a part of it. You want her to be the woman and her to appreciate being in that space. Create that space for her to be soft, to receive. And in turn, you will literally see like a little flower open up and she will rain down that feminine energy on you. And it won't even be a choice. It'll, it's like nature. It'll just happen. It's like bing, bing, boop, boop, the code. Women, for this, for some of you, this may mean to step back, to not have everything on lock, to save space, to ask him to take the reins, give him an opportunity. It may shock him at first. You may need to even bring up, say, you know what, hey, I feel like um, doing too much and overstepping and trying to control everything. I don't need to do that. I need to step back. I trust you to do it. You've got this. You can handle it. One woman specifically reached out to me and said, how do I get my man to lead to be more dominant? And for me, it raises so many questions because gosh, you know, it's such a loaded question because this is, you know, a human being. I, my first thought is how did they grow up? What was their father's role in their life? What was the dynamic they saw between their mom and dad? Did their mom wear the pants? Like was that, I'm not sugarcoating it, just sometimes how they grow up and what they see, that can be the role they kind of assume, what they think is the norm. That's the norm to them. And that's when you have to, as a couple, whether it's through therapy or some like online course like Beducated, some platform, something where y'all are like, let's read or let's learn about the masculine and the feminine, what Jordan's talking about and how this ties into our relationship and how we can have a better relationship. And then maybe that'll inspire him to take on a different role. 
And it might not go like that. He may have zero interest and you may have to go about this in another way. But to the men and the women listening right now, I, I keep worrying that I'm offending someone or that they're going to be like, I completely disagree. But I also think a lot of y'all are quote unquote, my people. And I appreciate an alpha man, a dominant husband. And I think that men will find that their wife is more inclined to do a lot more of the things he enjoys, more pleasurable things that they both can enjoy when he's wearing the pants, when he's leading, when he's providing what essentially this woman needs to thrive in her own. And I mean, I think about this going back to like animal kingdom, okay? I'm fucking think of circle of life shit and it shows over and over and over men leading. And it's not to say, I mean, what would we do without the woman? Behind every strong man is a fucking woman. Okay, I would say the man's the head, the woman's the fucking neck. She can turn the head whichever fucking way she wants. So know your power. Women, we are so fucking powerful. We run the whole damn show, and I don't even need to explain anything further. And if you want your husband to be more dominant, I think back in the beginning of the show, I talked about the 80-20 split. Like if you're on it and hyphy and chatty, I'm like describing me, what my normal like ADHD go outgoing, I have to tone it down sometimes be a little softer, talk a little sweeter, get into my little girly mode. And I intentionally kind of take a step back so that I can have this balance because when I can just go, it can be emotionally exhausting and it can kind of be not sexy. If I'm being completely honest, when you're just going and going and going and you're not being intentional, the same for guys. If guys are just going around and they're farting and dropping bombs wherever, boy talk all the time and they're not at all toning it down and being a little softer and more tender, that's not hot to us. We're like, ew, fucking gross. Can you be a gentleman? So we need you to fem it up a little. Balance, 80-20 split. And to the woman who asked me that question, Sometimes I hate my answer, but the answer is if he isn't willing and if he doesn't know that that's something you're wanting him to do, to step up in the marriage, then you're expecting him to read your mind. And I do think you could go, you know, with the whole saving space for him. But then if that's all you're doing, this could lead to great disappointment. Expectations just totally let down and he's not getting the hint and he's, the wheels are not turning for him and he's not filling in that space. And now you're angry and you're resentful and you have to pick up where he didn't pick up. So communicating your needs, expressing this desire, and again, making it about you and how you feel and the thoughts you have instead of pointing the finger and telling him he lets you down and emasculating him. And hey, I'm raising man. I can be so bad at that, at communicating what something upsets me. I go about it and say the worst, like the worst thing I possibly could. <laughs> and it doesn't go over well. And then the comeback, the bounce back from it, ugh, like three times as long. So tread lightly I know that sounds annoying, but hey, they got to do it too. I tell both the men and the women, delivery and timing is everything. And men and women, here's some real homework for you. Make sure you share with your spouse, your significant other, what you appreciate about them this week. What they do in their, your wife, what she does and her feminine, what she does for your family, for your children, for your household. Let her know you see it that you're acknowledging it, that you're so appreciative of it, can't imagine life without it, and that it doesn't go unnoticed. Let her know. And women, go tell your man that. God, go tell your man that. I don't know when the last time y'all did, but let him know how much it means to you, whether he pays half the bills or all the bills, whatever. Let him know you appreciate what he does to keep this household afloat and running and that it does not go unnoticed and he's your fucking dirty. If you don't like calling him daddy, that's okay. We can, you can have your other little pet name, whatever it is, but let him know. 
This talking for an hour straight, I mean, my voice, my poor little vocal box. I told my husband, I'm like, you cannot fuck my face. I don't think I could suck dick. I just don't think I can suck dick because my throat feels like someone shoved a fucking PVC pipe down it and scraped it and it just doesn't feel good. It does not fucking feel good. Hopefully next Monday... I sound like a normal bitch again. She misses that. I miss it. Some of y'all write in and are like, your voice really gets me going. I'm like, damn, I thought I sounded like a 14-year-old boy with a cold. So thank you. That really, really made me feel better. If any of you listening out there want to submit a listener question anonymously, truly anonymously, go to my website, thehornyhousewifepodcast.com, scroll down, type your way, type away, type your little heart out, or go to my Instagram at underscore thehornyhousewifepodcast, slide in my DMs, I always protect your anonymity, always, always, no worries, got your back, and if you aren't subscribed, please do so, and leave me five stars, it helps oh so much. If you're new here, there are episodes every single Monday without a doubt. So stick around and I will see y'all next week.